This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Ben Simmons is hitting threes. The Flyers are winning shootouts. Dogs living with cats. Mass pandemonium. My God. Well, Craig, all it took for the Flyers offense to get back on track was playing Peter Morazic. Two times now, the Flyers have played Peter Morazic and managed to get back on track. Uh, it's their only two regulation wins over their last 14 games, I think. No. Craig, is Peter Morazic is Peter Morazic the greatest flyer of all time? I think the answer has to be yes. I mean, he's doing work for the Flyers after he left the team, so I think he's definitely up there. Power rankings, real quick. Peter Morazic, number one. Two, Bobby Clark. Three, David Laliberte. And then right now, four, Morgan Frost is working his way up the rankings, if we're being honest. Well, I think we all know that the true top flyer of all time is Sean Podine. Sean Podine. Never forget Sean Podine. Sean Podine, Trent Klatt, David Laliberte, Peter Morazic. Yeah, those guys. Sandy McCarthy. All the all the big names. Absolutely. Craig Berube. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, no, we got to move on from Craig Berube. I don't want to talk about Craig Berube. Too soon. You, you can't move on from Craig Berube because literally you get pinged every time he's mentioned in the Broad Street <laughs> yeah, Hockey Slack. I'm reminded every day that I, see him, I share the same name as Craig Berube uh, every single day. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't really want to talk about Craig Berube. I mean, I'm having fun tonight as a Flyers fan. Uh, he, uh, he, he's not here. He's, he's out in St. Louis doing God knows what. Doing, who Eating knows? some, some ribs. I, yeah. What else do you do in St. Louis? That, that's like the arch, arch. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's literally the only thing I could think of. where the doing football team is. And then just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you go under the arch, it, just licking rib, <laughs> licking <laughs> rib sauce off your, off your fingers and go, hey, whatever, uh, happened that football team. I am so sorry for the disgusting mouth noises. This is a. I like how each time we slam on a city, all we do is pick out the biggest landmark and then make fun of the food they like. Because Pittsburgh is always the yellow bridges and coleslaw. I mean, if we just want to be even, it's like, uh, what what are they doing? In Philadelphia is walk by the Liberty Bell eating a cheesesteak. Yeah, they just fill the Liberty Bell with the cheesesteaks and then flip it over, and they just have people come in and eat out of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> and then what... they they argue which cheesesteak is best to eat out of the Liberty Bell. I think everybody's wrong because, well, people in Philly won't say Pats or Junos, right? Absolutely not. It's everybody outside, yeah. What is your go-to cheesesteak place? Uh, I feel like you have one. uh, My favorite's Dallas Andros. Okay. Dallas Andros. It's up in Roxborough, which is, it's tragic because nobody wants to go up to Roxborough, but it (laughs) is, it is worth the trip. I lived up there for like two, three years and... That was a Friday night go-to. It was a Sixer and a Dallas Andrews steak. Oh, yeah? I was going to say, I had uh, I had Steve's the other night. Um, but that Northeast was... people love Steve's. The, the Northeast goes absolutely crazy for Steve's steaks. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It was good. Uh, and I think it was probably better than Pastor Gino's. And hopefully... Well, that shouldn't ruffle anybody's feathers on here. But... It's definitely better than Pastor Gino's. But my, my main issue with Steve's is I'm not a... 
I'm not a flat meat guy. I like the diced meat. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Still good, but that's uh. Anyway, that's I, I'm what... by the way the only person from Northeast Philly that isn't like <laughs> Steve Steaks. Come on. <laughs> Northeast Philly, it is just the preferred steak. Absolutely. Like, bar none. Uh, it is not too many people will argue. But uh, enough with the cheesesteak talk because, you know, these Philadelphians, they could go on for hours about cheesesteaks. That's everybody. all they talk about in that city. Apparently <laughs> wrong, but, you know. <laughs> but let's talk, let's talk not about our friend Mr. Azek either, uh, Peter Morazek, because – he sucks. We know he sucks. And he showed his true colors again. That's right. Hot takes. And let's talk about the newest sensation in Philadelphia. Morgan Frost. Two games in the NHL. Two spectacular goals. My God, this kid is on fire to start his NHL career. Mm. Yeah, he's had some pretty good goals. I mean, the first, mm, 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 mm. yeah, get all in there. I mean, the first goal is ridiculous. Second one tonight was, uh, I mean, it was a pretty nice decision by Drew to kind of nudge him over there before the face-off, but still a ridiculous shot. Craig, uh, I need full Craig Forsyth analysis of that first goal. First, uh, let's see. So he got the puck in the corner, uh, sashayed to the front of the net, and then um, went roof daddy. Gave a little bit of roof daddy on that shot. Got right above uh, good old I don't Bob. think that's a little bit of roof daddy. I think that's full that's roof That's a whole daddy. lot of roof daddy. It was actually too much roof daddy. So much that, uh, yeah, Bob couldn't handle it. So went top shelf. I mean, I think the I think his assist is probably the best play yet. I don't know. The assist tonight to Drew was pretty gross. The assist was disgustingly fantastic. And somehow I, a, a I, I bought the face off as third. But Craig, <laughs> I, I need one more comment on that that first goal though. That backhander. What about the backhander, Craig? Oh, it was not okay. So I don't I don't believe it was a gentleman's backhander. I don't know. There was it, nothing gentlemanly about it. it yeah, was, it was very it was, rude. It was not. Very it was, rude. It was, inconsiderate it would be looked down upon by high society yeah exactly i mean he he made it very known that he was uh, about to embarrass bob and then he embarrassed bob it wasn't it wasn't a casual breakaway goal he did it in front of everybody and we all saw it so there's nothing gentlemanly about it uh all the people all the people wearing three-piece suits and fur coats in the in the the rich parts of the stadium went well i never (laughs) my oh my no that's rough (laughs) <laughs> but uh i mean it was pretty sick uh and tonight again it wasn't even just the points he had a I believe it was in the first period he beat somebody to a loose puck drew a penalty and then before they blew the play dead he went to the other side of the slot and almost one time to chance home so he's he hasn't done anything wrong yet and i know it's his first couple games it is only two games but he's looking pretty good the the initial like i'm here in the nhl burst of energies will probably stop as we've seen with Farabee and stuff, but uh, <laughs> the kid's talented, and it looks like he's building something with Drew, which could be which could be pretty big going forward after tonight. Is that like puppy energy, like when you get a brand new puppy <laughs> and it's just like yipping everywhere and just won't stop running around? Oh, they, they have no idea what's going on. It's a new place, all these new smells, and then yeah, they kind of settle down, and then they start taking the, uh, the midday 18-hour naps. So, but I don't think, I don't think Frost is going to be sleeping for three-fourths a day out there. I'm just saying he may not have – he's eventually going to make a mistake. But so far, it's been pretty pretty good. I mean, there's really not much any, – there's not anything to complain about with him or that line at the moment. 
honestly. Yeah, and it, with that line, we, I think, first talked about it on our first of three podcasts this week, the Flyers <laughs> forecast. Uh, and we did say when they were putting that line together, we were a little concerned about the, the size there. I mean, the talent is definitely there. And the talent is winning out over any size concerns right now. But, you know, there, there were some some size concerns. And uh, the fact of the matter is you're not going to get a ton of French Bulldogs to, to make up the combined size of that line. Oh, no. No, I probably as a whole, it's probably like nine, maybe. Like nine not standing on two legs, probably nine on all fours. But I, I think this the, the exercising with the whole line came into effect, I think, in the second or third. There was a shift where they got him in their, their D zone the whole time, and they couldn't get the puck back. But so far, I, I mean, these, these three skaters are talented enough to kind of avoid a lot of situations like that because more times they're going to be – most likely on the attack and probably going towards the other team's net than being hemmed in their own zone. I mean, it's not ideal, but also, you know, again, a guy that's only played two games in the league and uh, they're not going to stay together forever. I think, you know, if it, if it comes an issue in the next couple of games or so, you can easily just take connecting off that line and put Voracek up there, JVR, whoever else. Uh, I want to see what Frost and Drew can do for a little bit of time. Oh, absolutely. They, and yeah. I mean, you're already seeing, you're already seeing some great chemistry between these guys. Uh, TK just trusting Giroux to slam that puck home when he put it out front yeah. with that. Just, oh, the, the hands on these three guys on this line are just fantastic. And, I mean, you saw that. You saw Giroux win that face-off shorthanded that went right to oh Frost. God. That was great. The, the, these guys are already speaking the same language. They've been playing together for a week, not even. Yeah, and I just love I just love that play was it was a power play. Marazic iced it and then gave up the goal. So yeah, Marazic doing work for the again top flyer all time doing work for the Flyers after he was with the team. So it's like, he is he's going to be the featured man at X Flyers goalies night. <laughs> with Jeff Hackett and Robert Ash and Steve Mason and of course Ilya Briskalov. Ilya Briskalov there just handed gigantic checks every year. That's all that happens. He's the closing <laughs> ceremony. And everybody claps and raise, rises to their feet as uh, Paul Homer walks out the center ice and hands on a big check. <laughs> Putting the check in Checkmonic. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I see that. Did he – what do you think Roman Checkmonic is doing right now? I think he's he's opening a cold one right now and sitting in a recliner and going, yep. <laughs> that, that's, that sounds like Roman. Typical Roman. Typical but, Roman. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's. You think he's just got like a, a really like, like boring office job now, where he just he gets like rage filled at the printer at least once a day. Yeah, he does like data entry for some company. Just working thirty five hours a week. I can see that. That seems like something to be doing now. I you know I don't I don't know what he's doing. How long? When was the last year he actually played? It was like. I mean, it was it oh five? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's gotta be fifteen years now. The thing, about, the thing about Roman Czechmonik's office performance is his numbers are consistently good, but no manager wants to keep him on for very long. <laughs> Sometimes he'll... I can't think of a good joke for the whole... Well, and when, when you get to, to quarter end, when the chips are really down, it's crunch time, he's nowhere to be found. Always calling go. out when you need him at quarter end. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roman Chekmonic, uh, he's doing great. Jesus, you guys worked in offices for too long now. Come on. 
Yeah, I was gonna say you rattled off a bunch of uh, I got nothing for that. I got nothing for Roman Czechmonic because I just I genuinely I don't know what's going on with that man. There's there's a reason. We'll find out. Nothing for Roman Czechmonic, but we have plenty to talk about with the offense because we were literally just last night on BSH Radio talking about where is the offense? I can't yep. find the offense. And then the Flyers played Peter Morazic, and at least one line showed up and kicked ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're not really seeing that from anybody else. How many points did Drew have tonight? Did he have four points, five points? Drew had four points, and it is, it is his 11th career four-point game. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, and it is his first one since he had a four-point game last year during the infamous uh, Pizza and Wings game after they beat the Sabres 6-2. to two. And then they were like, yeah, fuck Hextall. And then they got all the greasy food on the first game of back-to-back, and then they lost like 7-1 to, to the Jets. You remember that whole thing? Oh, yeah. They never won again after that game. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty much the end of the season, yeah. So that was uh, the last time he had four points in a game was the Pizza and Wings game. So hopefully – that game right was now. basically that game was basically your parents went away and your parents make you eat right and everything they eat your greens, you go away, they go away and the first thing you do is just pig out. <laughs> it's pretty fitting. It was a Saturday night game too. Just get in there. Oh yeah, they're gone. I just eat all this shit, and then they uh and I think in that game too, like the Sabers were outplaying them and Stellaris played pretty well, and then they came back and won. But anyway, that was last year. This is a completely different team, very consistent. No, none of the same issues. So let's forget about that team. Let's talk about this team. Four uh, drew out a four point nine, two goals, two assists. Uh, I mean, him and honestly, him and Frost. It looked like Frost was creating more for Drew, uh, and you know, Drew already creates a fair amount himself. So if they stay together, I think he can keep Drew and uh, Drew and Frost, and then Limblom and Katoria together. And just kind of figure out which wingers to put with them every game going forward. And because you know, AV loves to uh, mix up the lines uh, every shift. So, but that's, uh, I mean, that was Drew's night. Frost had two points. He is the he is the first flyer to score goals in back to back games uh, in his first two NHL games since David Laliberte in 2009, 2010, and. Uh, Everybody made the joke, or everybody's making the joke that, uh, you know, haha, it's David Alberti. But uh, that team went to the cup. That's all I'm saying. And I think they should bring him back, in my opinion. Well, Lolly, as he was known to his friends, was a, a vital part of that oh, wow. team. Perhaps the most important flyer of that era. Yeah. And, I mean, once they called him up, everybody, everybody in the locker room was like, oh, man, they finally called up the kid. Uh, Hard Nolan teaming in, shared a. Shared a moment. They were like, oh, man, I can't believe he's finally here to play in front of us. And then came up, played his 20 shifts or whatever, and then went back down. And it inspired the Flyers enough to go on to the Stanley Cup. So I'm hoping maybe this year's uh, – I mean, Frost is probably going to be better than Laliberte. Hopefully he's better than Laliberte. I don't know. But uh, I'm thinking early on it looks like he, he's looking pretty promising. <laughs> and that's – I mean, that's the only uh, interesting stat about Frost night so far, I guess was the uh, David Alberti reference, but he, I mean, kid's a freak already. Kid's a freak. That's yeah, the way to go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to call him. Uh, but he. Is that what your Frost nickname is? It's the freak. Oh, no, that is not that. Javon but... Curse. <laughs> no, well, no, because Javon Curse was hurt every other game. So I'm hoping he's not another freak. But uh... <laughs> God, what, hey, was he on the Eagles for one year, right? The I, I think he was. I want to say maybe 
two to three years. Oh, three. Okay. I think I, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this you up. You look it up. Three of I that. This, <laughs> I'm going to look this up. In the meantime, you talk about Morgan Frost nicknames. Morgan Frost. Okay. Yeah. So we've gotten uh, Frosty. What was Topher John's uh, front of the show? Uh, was it Frosty the score man? I, I believe he, his was Frosty the score man. Seeing some Frosty the goal man. Um, I mean, just Frosty is a good one. Uh, I was joking with Steve beforehand that he should be called Mar- Morgan Frostman, and then we just make Morgan Freeman jokes all the time. I don't know if that's going to go over well. I think the, <laughs> but I like the uh, Frosty, Frosty the Goldman or Frosty the Scoreman. To me, Fro- I like Frosty the Goldman more, but I, I like Frosty the Scoreman too. It's the same type of idea. I like it. Uh, Andy but... never knew what it was like to go on waivers. <laughs> and then Frost drove the middle and he scored again. Uh, but I, I don't know if there's anything. Um, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything else for Frost, and also there isn't anything that I just hate so far, like Philly Joel. That's all. Every everything else we got for Philly for uh, Joel Farabee was fine. Jesus, I almost called him Philly Joel. I didn't though. You'll see. Uh, but uh, I mean, every other game right. was fine. Craig, I gotta I gotta calm you down before you make a scene in an Italian restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bottle red, bottle white. Yeah, so just, yeah. Bottle red. <laughs> I'm about to blow your mind, Craig. I'm about Devon to Kurtz was a team captain for six years, is what you're about to tell me. Four years on four the Philadelphia years. Eagles, Javon Kurtz. What the fuck? What four? What fucking four years was Javon Kurtz on the Eagles? Oh four, oh five, oh six, oh seven, and guess what? His highest sack total in a single year was for the Eagles. Two. Seven and a half. Okay, never mind. First year seven and a half. Second year seven seven and a half. Unless wait. I could be reading this wrong. Hold up. No, no, I'm not reading this wrong. This is four years. <laughs> it's just weird because it's seven and a half, seven and a half, three and a half, three and a half. No, I just, I just enjoyed your reaction. You're like, no, no, no. I'm reading this right. I'm not reading this wrong. You're wrong. I just yell on that. But I'm the, not an I, idiot, right? Four years is, I, you're, you just blew my mind. I honestly only remember him being here for the Super Bowl here. I, I don't remember anything else after that. I don't remember. I, I don't either. It, it, yeah. it all oh, is a blur. It makes no sense to me. He had 22 sacks as a Philadelphia Eagle. I don't, I don't remember a single one of them. There oh, we go. Wow. But not, hopefully, not even Owen Wilson. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, Morgan Frost should be more healthy than Javon Curse. Uh, and that's that's something we can build on. He looks pretty good. He's probably a better hockey player than Javon Curse. You got to admit that already. I'd put some good money on that. Uh, but Javon Curse is significantly more French Bulldogs high than... Morgan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Javon Curse could still beat up Morgan Frost in a fight, but I don't... <laughs> I mean, he could he could probably just toss him like a football. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see why not. So. But yeah, so Morgan... He, he looked good tonight. Morgan Frost looked good tonight. And uh, the offense started to pick up more. I mean, some of the guys we talked about last night on BSH Radio, which... If you haven't listened, please go listen to that because that'll help explain some of the stuff we're not going to talk about tonight. But the uh, don't you mean Bro Street Hockey? Do, oh yeah, uh, was it Dude Street Hockey? He called I it enjoyed... Dude Street Hockey, but Kelly did correctly point out later that Bro Street Hockey was sitting right there. So I think I don't want to speak on behalf of Bill, but I think also because you put it in caps, Dude Street Hockey, I think it might be a Chappelle Show reference to Dude's Dude's Night Out. I don't know about that. I'll ask him tomorrow or somebody will tweet at him now and ask him about it but do you remember that skit 
from Chappelle show? Uh, I think I remember that one. I remember a lot of Chappelle show sketches. I, I'm not sure I specifically remember that one, but I'm sure in, in 30 seconds I'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think, but anyway, yeah, uh, it was no chicks, all guys. And we talked about, <laughs> we talked about pretty much four check JVR and who's the other guy? Hayes not scoring. And Hayes scored tonight. Uh, who's but the he, other guy? You're already forgetting seven and seven Hayes. I know. Yeah, well, I mean, in my defense, it kind of hasn't been hard to. No, I, I think he's been looking fine. He just hasn't been really scoring. You've already, right. forgotten, you've already forgotten Purple Haze? <laughs> hey, I don't want to talk about that one. That was the one I threw out there and nobody nobody else liked. So that was uh, that was my one of my bad nicknames. Every other one. I, I'm all for it because, I mean, it's a great song. Oh, man. Well, you're the only one that likes it, Steve. We can keep saying it. I don't know if anybody else is going to care anymore. I'm going to keep saying it. As people may not realize, I am very old. So, of course, I love old music. Yeah, it's good. Well, maybe that's why we're the one who wants to like it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, yeah, so Purple Haze, though, ended his uh, 12-game goal drought tonight, uh, getting an empty net goal from the Flyers, uh, Flyers zone. It was the only shot attempt he had all night long. And in general, not ru- he had a rough night, but not really because he played poorly. It was just stupid shit kept happening to him. So the first thing was he collided with, uh, I think it was Dezingle, I'm not sure who the Hurricane was, but got tied up with the Hurricane, slid into Elliot, spun Elliot around, and then Elliot took a shot off the middle of his back, and then later in the game took a puck to the nose, and then also after that he managed to work his own entry in uh, against three Hurricanes, was looking for help, uh, it was in the middle of a line change, he just tried to wrap it around after a pretty good play, and the puck hits the ref and goes right to a hurricane. So it was just but a stupid, a bunch of stupid shit kept happening to him, and I'm happy that he finally got a goal at the end of the game. Never know what that does. Sometimes it jumpstarts a guy, so maybe we'll start seeing a couple more, uh, couple more points from uh, Hayes over the next couple games. Uh, and then, honestly, for him, though, out of the big three, Hayes and JVR I'm not really too concerned about. Uh, Hayes... He's five on five rates in terms of uh, uh, his shot rate and his shot attempt rate are above what they usually are at five on five. So he's generating more chances than he usually does in previous seasons. And to me, that's what I'm more concerned about than his actual goal output right now. Uh, His goals and the number of goals he's expected to have are around the same when using the advanced stat uh, expected goals. And uh, I, I really think he's going to end up being fine. I think right now it's kind of more the line juggling and he's being put in the bottom six with defensive responsibilities. And he's always out there on the PK that he may not always be on the forefront of leading the offense. Uh, and then JVR, the other guy, uh, or the other guy I'm not really too worried about. Um, tonight he had three shots on goal on a team high six shot attempts. So again, putting pucks on that, getting chance. He had a ton of chances tonight. He had a chance uh, late in the first off a turnover in Carolina's zone. He had a chance halfway through the second period where he walked along the goal line and tried to get one above Mrazek. Uh, had a chance. He had that chance in the second where Mrazek decided to make a dramatic Marc-Andre Fleury glove save for a pretty routine shot. But again, it was a shot from the slot. And then got a feed from Raffle that JVR was robbed on. And there was also, I mean, that was, but he had four or five legitimate scoring chances and they just didn't go in. And then even the one chance I was going to give him shit for where he held on to the puck too long, he ended up throwing it towards the net and almost bounced it anyway. So the chances are there for JVR, or it feels like he is getting chances. They're just not going in right now. Right. And JVR is notoriously streaky at this point. Yeah. He, 
he's a goal scorer and goal scorers are streaky players. And uh, JVR is also not necessarily one of those guys who's very good in the defensive zone. You've got the same problem yeah. for a check. Neither of them would ever be confused for Marion Hosa. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why, that's why the, the complaints about JVR and Voracek, I can get them. If, if, you know, if you're just watching the games, I get the things that Voracek and JVR do that pisses people off. My thing is just in the past, it's been they've usually returned the favor in terms of point production and actually driving a play. Vor, that's why Voracek I'm a little concerned about just because um, he's gone. So now JVR has gone seven games without um, a goal and he's got one goal in his last 12 and he had before the last uh, or one one in his last 13 and his last game where he scored was um, he had a two goal game against the Blue Jackets so he only has one goal since then uh, Voracek has scored in 11 goals in 11 games 12 games now <laughs> uh, and tonight he had um, zero goals and five shot attempts uh, and he also took two penalties in the first period so again he really to me didn't look that great and when you look at his overall his overall shot rates and shot attempt rates like the number of chances he's getting they've kind of dropped off from last year and they've kind of been last year and the season before they kind of dropped off to where he's been for most of his career so for Voracek it's not just that he's putting them in it's just also I feel like he is not generating as much as he has been so I'm a little concerned about Voracek right now but the idea of Katoria and Limblon together or Frost and Drew together, if you put him with one of those two, like tonight, I feel like if you keep playing him with Limblom and Couturier, he's going to start getting more chances and he's eventually going to get out of his funk. And I like another thing to keep going on here, Steve. I always bitch about 11 and 7, 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. I think tonight it actually made a lot of sense because you got more shifts with JVR and Borchek going out there. And like A.V. said after the game, sometimes it's not about ice time, it's about how many shifts you can get out there and kind of get into a rhythm and to a flow of just into the flow of the game. And I think that's what he was doing with JVR and Voracek tonight. And Vor uh, JVR, it looked like it paid off at least because he got plenty of chances. Uh, Voracek still, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, what what do you think's going on with any of those? Well, I mean, the two, I guess, really. <laughs> Anybody on the team in general? Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, first of all, I, I was really missing Andy, Andrew, Andy tonight or whatever his name is. Andy Androff, yeah. <laughs> Missed him so much, I don't know his name. Some dude that's not going to be here in a week, yeah. Andy, Andy, Andy. <laughs> the three Andys this week on CBS. But I, yeah, I didn't miss him, so I was fine with that move. Uh, I'm excited for Lawton to come back and really hoping that uh, Stewart or Andy, Andy, Andy gets thrown back down into the minors. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I mean, it probably won't be Stewart because oh, gotta gotta have him for the big fighting guys. Gotta have him for Lucich. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing I'm worried about too. Is just they're going to um. I mean, they're not going to send. So Lawton's supposed to come back for Saturday. Uh, Av told that to the media today, and Andrew often didn't play tonight, so they went with 11 forwards. And it sounds like Lawton is definitely playing on Saturday. Somebody has to come out. Andy Androff and Chris Stewart are the two obvious choices, it feels like, to be sent down to get the Flyers some cap space and some flexibility. The Flyers do have four options for waiver-exempt players, and they are Joel Farabee, Morgan Frost, Phil Myers, and Carter Hart. 
to me right now, there are definitely two that should not be going down, and that is Morgan Frost and Carter Hart. I really, I, there's no way you can put Morgan Frost down right now. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it won't be hard. It, it definitely it, won't be hard. Yeah, yeah, you can't put Hart down either. <laughs> he's your starting yeah. goalie. Like I don't care that he struggled in the the Florida game. Yeah. I, I whatever. He's 21. He's literally one of the youngest goalies in Flyers history. He's gonna yeah. have games like that. I am not concerned. Uh, Frost. After those two games, there would be protests, probably led by me at the Wells Fargo Center daily, <laughs> if he was sent down at this point. <laughs> The fact that he he stepped in there game one on a line with the captain and the best offensive player on the team so far this year and performed and performed really well. He's got silky mitts and he just looks comfortable as hell. There's no conceivable reason to send him back down to the minors right now. No. And he is he's the four that's creating the most dangerous chances of nothing in the offensive zone. A lot of that is because nobody knows who he is yet, but it's still he is the only one out there pretty much creating the best chances and you may as well keep going with that until teams figure out a way to stop him or until he cools <laughs> down a little bit you're telling me he's get the getting the old star lord who treatment <laughs> yeah i got h defenseman that walks and wa- watches and walk by just huh what who is this who the fuck uh-huh. is that briere <laughs> uh, you know he is briere sized wearing that 48 yeah, I mean, yeah, and our again friend of the show Dan Fortuna said that tweeted that at me at like six thirty on on Tuesday, and it's true. I mean, same size, same little quick shiftiness. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, the other two guys that are waiver exempt though are uh, Joel Farabee and Phil Myers. To me, both those guys shouldn't be going down either. But Phil Myers was scratched on Saturday, and then they went with seven defensemen tonight, and the seven defensemen. Could easily have been for to try and get Voracek and JVR and Hayes and everybody going, but I also kind of wonder if it was just to see how Hag and Myers would do out there together. I don't know. I I, I think it's more about the forwards, but I'm just a little concerned about it just because I mean they already sent him down once. He hasn't really been, I guess, killing it the last couple games, and he did kind of take that dumb penalty against the Panthers. So there could be, and then tonight he. I mean, the one goal that Hag fell over in front, yeah, Hag fell over and lost a battle in front, but it was a three-on-one because Myers thought the Flyers were taking the puck out of the zone, and he was already up near the blue line, or up near the top of the circles, and the Hurricanes were just back getting chances. So there are still parts of this game that need to be worked on, but I still want fucking Phil Myers up over Hag or whoever else you're going to throw out there. Right, because you yeah. still have the, the ceiling with Myers, yeah, which is exactly. sky high. Versus Robert Hag's ceiling, which is essentially well, well, he's getting light hits. <laughs> he's yeah, he's putting he's putting his body on people when they don't have the puck, so that's great. Um, and then the other option is Joel Therabee. and I, I mean, again, I don't I don't think he should go down. I know he hasn't exactly been lighting it up, and again, he didn't have he had a pretty bad play on Tuesday when he handed it to the Panthers that led to a goal. But still, I think tonight he came out and played pretty hard played decently well he took a i think he took a bad penalty right after uh the go-ahead goal for the flyers in the third and that probably doesn't help his case either but they seem to not want to touch stewart at all like they seem to just want to leave him as the 13th and then plug him in the situations like or like saturday unfortunately where they're gonna have to play against luchik and rather than carry 12 forwards that can all knowingly outplay luchik I think A.V. is the type of coach who's going to play into the 
pseudo eleven skaters and one fighter, so they can't beat the crap uh, crap out of us. Which is what most NHL coaches do, but I always find it a little annoying because why not just completely take that guy out of the game and then you're working twelve on eleven, <laughs> and then that team gets tired throughout the game. I don't know. Well, and then you see with uh, – did you see the clip from the Knights-Flames game the other day where Ryan Reeves just completely destroyed somebody? Like, Lucic was on the ice. Absolutely not not an impediment to Ryan Reeves just saying, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the whole other thing, too, with these is – and I think that happened earlier with the – oh, no, I don't think it did happen with Stewart. But that's the thing that always happens is – you know, they always say you have to suit up those guys so they can handle business and take care of it. And then those situations always unfold and they're either not on the ice or they are on the ice and they just don't end up fighting them. Like they just want, like it's all a very narrative based thing that is pretty annoying. And it's going to be pretty annoying for results in Fairbeer Myers going down. And then on Saturday, Chris Stewart's in the lineup, but I just have a feeling that's what's going to happen. So I hope I, to me, the obvious choice is Andrew off. To be honest, like I'm fine with keeping Hag up here too, or I mean keeping Myers up here, obviously. I literally Hag don't inside. remember. I literally don't remember that Andreoff is on the team until you remind me he's on the team. I <laughs> I do not. I yeah. forget he's a flyer. He is that. I I forget who. I I forget is the I guess the perfect thing to say <laughs> here. But th- there's a guy I did this with uh, last year too, and th- there's always at least one guy you forget. Phil no, it wasn't Phil Veroni. My Veroni had a first name. It was Phil. I I can't remember who it was again, which is very fitting. What did you say? Please tell me it was Jordan Wheel. No, I remember Jordan Wheel. Of course I remember Jordan Wheel's aunt hates me. I know. Jordan Wheel's aunt has a blood feud again. (laughs) I was going to say, she she definitely has a blog just dedicated to trashing you now every time we put out a flat purple app. Who else? Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember who else. Was, I thank God I don't remember who else was on that team last year because that that team last year was uh, it was a good time. It was good. It was the most fun I had as a Flyers fan I think last year. So I'm happy we all went through it. And um, I mean, I, I he is that guy this year though. He is the guy that I'm gonna enjoy referencing in like eight years when we all forgot who he is. But he and he should be the obvious choice. I don't know. I, I don't know how Fletcher feels about just putting a guy through waivers. Because, I mean, it's a thing that GMs always kind of hesitate on. And if he cannot lose an asset, you know, don't risk losing an asset. It's just compared to the uh, to these other four, I want to keep – I don't think any of those other four guys should go down. Joel Farabee has some concerns about, I guess, like D-zone work and losing guys in coverage in the defensive zone and kind of not moving his feet while he's chasing a play. But, I mean, those are all things – the AHL would help with, but those are all things you can work on over time. And it's not, I don't know. Keep well, again, up. again, it's a ceiling issue. Yeah. What, what the hell are you getting out of an Andy Andrioff that you're, you might have to get deal with some growing pains with, yeah. with Farabee, but at least his highs are very high. Whereas Andrioff's highs are non-existent. Uh, non-existent. Yeah, pretty much. And, and Tyler I- Pitlick just scored his first goal. Wow. Uh, not, exactly again the, the most extreme highs at least with like i keep it i don't really hate to keep harping on this hartman thing but at least with uh hartman you know he could wreck a few guys oh yeah 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 what i think like too what does he do i don't know yeah i mean yeah pillick although pillick tonight did have a pretty i will say 
he had his first play where I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. I didn't see the game where he actually scored, and I'm not going to go back and watch it because I'm going to pretend like I hate Pitlick. But he had a good play in the third tonight where he walked into the zone and then did like a cross-ice bounce pass to himself off the boards for a chance. And I was like, oh, shit, what is this Tyler Pitlick? <laughs> the other one would lose balance on a, a puck retrieval, and this guy's just bounce passing the pucks off to himself for chances. So hopefully, I mean, that's going to be his best chance all year. But honestly, him and Andrioff don't, yeah, they don't do anything. And long coming back, he would take a role of an Andrioff or a Pitlick as a bottom six, let's just make sure we don't get scored on type of player. Uh, Plus, serial killer. Yes, yeah, so in theory, if he doesn't get back into the lineup, he could he could off Andrew off. Hashtag off Andrew off. Let's not get that going. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. And we've been banned from ever doing Flyers podcasts again. <laughs> good night and permanent good hockey. No, I'm joking. We don't. It's, it's Scott Long's not going to kill Andy Androff. It's all a joke, I think. I don't know. Maybe he, well, no. I was going to say maybe if he doesn't get back in the lineup, but, you know. Uh, and I would imagine, yeah, Scott Lowe would have to be on the, yeah, he'd have to be on the fourth line. Just keep the same top six, or top nine as he did tonight, and then the fourth line could be Lawton, Raffle, Pitlick, or Raffle, Lawton, Pitlick. And then wait for Patrick to come back, which I saw there was an update today, but it was pretty much more of the same. Did he eat a sandwich? <laughs> they said... He smelled the ham and cheese sandwich and then forgot what it was. So he's making some progress, but apparently not. No, I really don't. I think the only update was he is. Uh, they said he's making progress today. Well, if if Nolan Patrick eats the ham and cheese sandwich, it means he's back in action. But until he <laughs> eats the ham and cheese, no, he's out. The only issue now is they only been they've only been using the one ham and cheese sandwich, and now it's just gotten kind of like bad. And I mean, yeah. And now they're asking him, they're like, are you going to eat it today? And he's like, well, it smells like shit. And now they're like, oh, he's a couple days away still. A couple well, weeks away. Well, the other thing I heard was they used like, they used the pre-packaged Kraft Singles. They didn't use a good deli cheese. And the ham was real plain. You know, you, you got such good ham options out there now. You get to, a nice smoked ham, something like that. You treat no one nice. They'll, they'll come out and play. No, we know it is not. We know it is not an issue of ham and cheese sandwiches or anything. <laughs> Thanks for clear. Yeah. I we need to make this out. clear. Yeah. We know he has a, a horrible, horrible migraine disorder that must yeah. suck beyond belief because migraines are awful. And it, we really hate to see it because Nolan Patrick is a very talented young player. And yeah. we want to see him play. We want to see him in the league. And it, it just sucks that he's going through this. But it also just the lack of the lack of noise, the lack of news on this is as a, a, somebody who talks about the Flyers on a weekly basis, it's kind of startling. Pretty concerning. To me, it's pretty concerning. But I I don't know. I, I, you know, we, we talk about it every week, but I just don't want to. Just because we just want to know what's going on. That's all. Just uh, what's, going, what's going on with old uh, NP there? Is he all right? Is he okay? I just want to know if we're going to see him this year. I think it's my big there question. In the world is Patty Nolans. <laughs> that, they should bring back that. War in time is Nolan Patrick, and then he's got a uh, fedora on. <laughs> yeah, and then there's an acapella group that shows up at the Wells Fargo Center, and they help find him. <laughs> that should be the new concourse game. They have done a pretty good job with that, adding things to do on the concourse and everything at the Wells Fargo Center. 
I saw the gritty zone, the, the get grittified section the other day. Looks oh. like fun. Oh, I did not see that. Kids Great. just have orange lung everywhere, just coughing oh, up yeah. orange dust. <laughs> oh, never mind. I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty dope. Uh, what, where are we looking at here? Well, we were talking, uh, well, we're we're talking about Scott Lawton. Yeah, Scott we were talking about Andrew Andreoff, uh, and Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. And I don't, I never found out the name of the flyer. I couldn't remember. I'm still trying to, to look that up. But I'm still, yeah, I'm still blanking on random, other random flyers from last year. But what, yeah. Tyrell Goldborn? No, no, I, I always remember Tyrell. He's got a special place. And speaking of Tyrell Goldborn, Zach Ronaldo probably playing against the flyers on Saturday. Oh, thank God. So super pumped about that. <laughs> Actually, I'm pumped about that, but I also know how dirty of a player Zach Ronaldo is. So uh-huh. it's a little it's a little concerning because yeah. I don't want him to ruin our precious baby boy Morgan Frost. He's so tiny and precious and skilled. <laughs> there is a decent chance that Ronaldo is going to I mean, he's definitely gonna run somebody on Saturday. I don't know who. I Frost is a pretty safe bet, smaller guy. Uh, I don't know. He probably feels like he's going to try and lay one on Drew. I feel like Zach's going to try and put a big hit on Drew. That feels about right. I can 100% see Travis Konechny taking out Zach Ronaldo for doing that. Like I am still amazed at, at Konechny taking out Ekblad in that, in oh that conference that was, game. Yeah, that was pretty good. He uh, just barreled into him and just used all of his speed to make this kinetic energy and just destroyed him. It was fantastic. I was, I was cracking up tonight. Did you see when they're about to go to a commercial and it was after the whistle and they cut the connect me and he just one hands Sveshnikov with the stick in the shins and then, <laughs> and then Sveshnikov hits him back and then connect me waits like two seconds and hits him again. And I just cut away. Connect me. is a hundred percent. That guy that if you're a fan of the other team, you just hate his oh, guts. Yeah. But if he's on your team, he is your favorite player. As soon as the Flyers actually get to the postseason and play a meaningful playoff series, I'm I'm just excited to see what Connecty looks like. I thought twenty eighteen we were gonna see Connecty like that, and he was he was fine. I just I thought we were gonna see more of the the other team was gonna fucking hate playing a series against this guy, and he was gonna do those little annoying things that got underneath everybody's skin. And I just, I want to see him in a series to see what the other team writes about him, how they react to him, and everything. Because I imagine, yeah, he's gonna be public enemy number one, and I'm pretty pumped about that. I just have to, uh, I just have to finally get to the postseason here. <laughs> the jerk store is all time bestseller. The jerk store. Hey, yeah, and that passed tonight. I mean, he is. Those three are the, the biggest offensive threats right now. Yeah, they are. And I, I love that Konechny is one of those guys that when you get that deal signed, you either become comfortable and figure it out and you're you're set. Or you just say, screw it. I got paid. Time to loaf about. And both Provorov and Konechny got their deals and they got fair deals. I mean, again, you can argue about Provorov's value, but Konechny, universally beloved deal. And they have both played better since securing those deals and, oh, and yeah. having their future secured. And I mean, Provorov did, I believe Provorov scored tonight. Uh, yeah, I, no, Provorov scored. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if it uh, got tipped in or anything, but yeah, no, you're right. I that is, it's nice. You know, I wonder how much the contract is weighing on them then, because last year they connected didn't look bad, but you know, Provorov definitely looked a little iffy, and then this year, completely- Provorov. 
seemed like it bothered him, but Konechny, it didn't really bother him. But Konechny looks like he's reached another gear. Like, Konechny is playing better than we've ever seen him play in a Flyers uniform or at the NHL level. Yeah, and on top of that, he was supposed to get... So he was supposed to get some uh, good karma from the hockey gods because he had a little unfortunate season last year hitting nine posts and all these things. And hopefully it comes back to him. And if he keeps generating chances, I mean, 30 goals looks pretty... 30 goals looks within reach for Konechny and Lindblom right now if they keep going the way they're going. And, I mean, I think I said... I think I said they could both get 30 goals, but to already be on pace right now and already look like nothing really slowing down is kind of scary, honestly. So, and he has really picked it up another gear, which is kind of insane too, because he, I didn't think there was much more he could do last year, but now he's just, I, I feel like whenever he, Katori or Limblom, Limblom are on the ice. And Ooh, Linda Blom. <laughs> Linda Blom. Uh, whoever is on the ice and they're going in for the four check, I feel like they're getting the puck back. They're just insane at getting the puck and hanging on to the puck in the ozone. Husky that, boy. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And I, I saw the Flyers Twitter out there. Oh, you know, I didn't want to talk about it. Recognizing I, that flight game using the pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty good. It is a Curb Your Enthusiasm reference, so I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, that's that, that, that is less full evidence that the Flyers intern or social media person is listening to Fly Purbly for all of their best ideas. But. And, but here's the thing. There's some connective tissue there. There's a little smoke still. I will, and I do. I want to point out that when I posted the Morgan Frost, uh, Drew's How Did Morgan Frost Look article to Facebook the other day, I did put the pretty, pretty, pretty good as the uh, post, you know, the, the writing on the post. So I'm just <laughs> saying it's a little, it's a little interesting is all. Makes you think. Make sure that, yeah, I mean, classic. They're just, you know, they're stealing all our ideas. Just say it again. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see what else is here. I mean, I got I got nothing. Steve, what do you got? <laughs> Good to know. We're not even an hour in, and you're already hitting defeat, <laughs> stating that oh, you have nothing. Talk about, uh, let's see, the, the offense here. I mean, do you think Voracek... Are you worried about Voracek for the rest of the season and going forward, or do you think he's he's just in a slump and he's going to snap out of it? I, I mean, I'm, Charlie was talking about regression yesterday and the I fact am, that he's over 30, and 30 is definitely a hockey age where a lot of players start to, uh, you know, go downhill a little bit. Yeah. So, I, And also just it seems like that the, the good stretches are further between – and the bad stretches last a little longer, so I'm a little worried. And we've been blocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried, too. I will say, uh, speaking of Chuck, which a uh, friend of the show, he did mention last night, too. My biggest thing with Voracek is it looks like, you know, and I don't want to start dunking on Voracek, but it kind of does look like the, the regression might be starting. However, my problem with that is I've been – I've been pretty negative about the ability to actually trade him. I don't know how many teams would want to actually take on a contract like Voracek just because we're watching him now. If the Flyers are trying to trade him, people like teams are aware that it's probably because he's regressing. And with how many years he has left at the cap hit, I think it would be a hard trade to, to pull off with the Flyers getting the better assets in return. Um, But it sounded like Charlie thought, 
Charlie thought I was kind of overreacting to that. He said he, he thought it would be a pretty movable contract. So if that's true, I mean, Charlie definitely knows more about that stuff. It might have some, you know, he might know a little more about what's going on there. So I'll, I'll take that. I, but he, the last couple of years is contracted or scaring me right now. Uh, just cause, and I've been, I usually go to bat for board check and I, and I want to now it's just the, I don't know. I mean, I want to see, I'll look more at this situation later on. I think next week I was going to write about what the act, what legitimate trade options there are for Voracek and where the Flyers could actually trade him if you wanted to actually trade Voracek. Not necessarily because I'm thinking, or I am thinking about, not necessarily because I want to, but just what are the realistic avenues that could actually get rid of the contract. Admit it, Craig. You hate Jake Voracek. You <laughs> think he's scum. Well, I actually, I wonder, because, like, is it more the contract or his play? Because I hear people, I mean, his play, I can understand. Like I said, like, there are things in his game I get that people hate. But, like, he he's putting up points. I'm not really too concerned. I think it's a combination of there's a lot of eye test players, and then also he's not a goal scorer. So all of his points are going to be assists, and you can't be a setup guy in Philadelphia, I think, is the problem. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Goal now, it sounds like, because, yeah, there's a lot of people uh, – waiting on JVR to start doing stuff and not JVR and JVR again, just feels like it feels like once he, once he gets a couple put away, I feel like he's about to go off, but that was also how I felt earlier in the year. And then now he's hit the streak again. So it might be, I mean, his, his numbers were a little high last year. Like he was a little lucky in terms of shooting last year. It was supposed to drop this year, but it shouldn't be, Shouldn't be where it is right now. He's still expected to eventually go through a hot streak coming up here just because, you know, them's the breaks, odds, numbers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but JVR and Hayes not really worried about it. It's really just Voracek out of the big three, you know, big name uh, money-making goal scorers that aren't producing right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, an accurate assessment. Uh, and, I mean, Hayes, the thing is, he's he's doing a lot of good things, but you still – want to see him step it up a little more considering the length, the term and the money on the contract that he signed. He was the Flyers big signing. You want to see him be a big player, especially in the top six. But when you're getting better offensive production out of Frost and Couturier, well, you know, you kind of got to go with those guys. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and again, Hayes is, no, you're right. And I, I, there's, he has to just produce more is what it is. It really doesn't, Everything else he's doing is great. It's just if you're paying that much for that long, we got to start seeing some points here. And he looked good earlier on, and I believe he has, uh, if I remember correctly, he has the only other shorthanded goal this year besides Frost's, because Frost's uh, from the faceoff circle was with like seven seconds left, and Kevin Hayes had that one on the shorthanded breakaway uh, against the Blue Jackets, which was <laughs> that Blue Jackets game. That was the third to last regulation when the Flyers got, and then the last two were the Hurricanes games, which is, how does, like, how does that, how does that make sense? How does this team not win a game in regulation against a whole bunch of teams? And some of them are good, but the only team they beat in regulation twice is the team that came out of the division last year and could come out of the division again this year. Like, a pretty good team. <laughs> Why? It's Maybe it is just Mrazic. That's what it comes down to. I can't believe the Carolina Hurricanes have had the success they've had with Peter Morazic because he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just funny that, I don't know, like all the years that they've had, you know, the 
they couldn't get a save and they couldn't put shots home. It's funny that it kind of righted the ship last year with Morazic and Net, and now they're they're rolling the dice with it again. But uh, maybe he, uh, I don't know, maybe he'll start turning around towards the end of the year. And when turning around, I mean turning around, facing away from the net, looking into the stands. That's what I mean. Well, you don't necessarily need to have a big name goaltender, but I would think to be a true contender, you typically need a guy better than Peter Morazic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So they could just do what they did last year and just kind of stall out in the Eastern Conference Final when they get smacked around by uh, the Bruins, I guess. I don't know. I really wasn't thinking the Bruins were going to be. Or well, even the- our hockey teams. Yeah, I thought the Bruins would be good this year, but uh, I thought there would be a little more resistance from the the Lightning and the uh, the Maple Leafs, but they, uh, they're they a little preoccupied doing other things, apparently. Yeah, the Lightning are just sucking, and yeah. the Maple Leafs, you know, I was I was mocking, I think there was a, a Steve Simmons thing, of course there would be a yeah. few weeks back, or something just like already talking about getting rid of Babcock, and I'm like, it's so early in the year, and it's Mike Babcock, why would you do that? Yeah. And, well, he gone, in the words of Hawk Harrelson, he gone. <laughs> That's a a good reference, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I I had to work MLB TV for... I worked MLB TV part-time five years. I heard... You think I would have heard a bunch of Phillies games? Oh, no. I got Hawk Harrelson all the time. Stretch! Stretch! (laughs) I remember those days, though. Those were uh, were good days. Oh, I... That was a while back. That, that uh, That was the early day of the perps. I remember that. My God, I was tired of baseball at the end of those years. So tired. Of a lot of games. A lot of games. Yeah, we're talking three to five games a week. That's that's a lot of baseball. Yeah, arguably too much baseball. A lot Although, of Hawkeye. But Mike Babcock, he got just like Don Cherry. No, it, I'm not relating anything with Mike Babcock to, to Don Cherry. But no, the, the Leafs shit canned Mike Babcock, and I am stunned by it. But, you know, Kyle Dubas is a genius. So if he thinks it's a good idea, it must be a good idea. Genius. <laughs> I've come to learn in the last 24 hours you really hate the idea that Kyle Dubas is a genius. <laughs> oh, he signed the best free agent, John Tavares? Genius. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, yeah, well, it doesn't, uh, the boy wonder doesn't look too great now because, uh, I mean, Dave Haxall still is on that bench, and now Mike Babcock is gone. I just, Dave Haxtell comes in, and he just ruins Toronto's good time in a matter of months. Not even weeks, really. <laughs> he just comes in, just shits the bed all over their penalty kill, and <laughs> it's game uh, over, man. It's just, ama- I don't, it's just amazing how many of the same issues the Flyers had over the years the Leafs just took up in one quarter of a season. It's just incredible. But, I mean, I, I do like the guy they hired. And the, I, I mean, I walked myself through it last night on the podcast, but I was, uh, the only thing I would have been concerned about was he hasn't coached yet in the NHL, and this is a team the Leafs have been building towards for a while. So to put a guy that hasn't been in the NHL yet behind the bench, it's a little bit of a roll of the dice, but then I remember Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh and, uh, uh, plenty of other teams do that where they just bring up the AHL guy to coach the NHL team and they don't really miss a beat. Yeah, so I mean, the Leafs are... They just haven't been the same team they've been for the whole the whole season. So I guess the decision to bring in... Or fire Babcock now and bring in Keith 
is a little surprising, but I guess it's better to do it now than push it further down the road and kind of start changing the direction of the season right now. Uh, and I think I think it's a good hire, and I think he is going to – hopefully this doesn't unleash the Leafs and they become a completely different team and there's no stopping them. But I think they should be better now. They should Unleash the Leafs. Unleash the Leafs. The fire of 1967. So, but they, uh, I don't know. 67, 76, uh, well, 75. Oh, 76 was the start of it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the first of 10, six. 9, 8, <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's not talk about them either. Hey, hey, Ben Simmons hit a three. Oh, yeah, that is right. Yeah, we were. And then they almost. We were recording when it happened. Charlie just stopped thinking about hockey for (laughs) five minutes because Ben Simmons hit a three. (laughs) I mean, in his defense, I guess that is the one time to stop thinking about hockey is when Ben Simmons finally hits a three. Did you see there's a picture of like a, a guy behind him? That had like a, you could see in his face, he was like, oh shit, he's doing it. Like right as he was shooting it. Oh, that's it. But it was, it was pretty good. Then they and then they almost lost to the Knicks, right? Yeah, it was close. What's going on? What's going on with the Sixers? Because they were supposed to be good, and now they, they started off real good, and then yeah, and who happened? knows? Yeah. Well, what happened is Philadelphia. They're a Philadelphia team with expectations. Now they're going to do God knows what. They're Correct. Go. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the Eagles go. basically, the Eagles basically only won that Super Bowl because. Nick Foles came in with zero expectations, probably negative expectations, <laughs> and then just destroyed out of nowhere. Yeah, just plopped the BDN everywhere and just wiped out a bunch of teams on the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and yeah. Nick Foles was so effective and completely out of nowhere that now the franchise quarterback people just hate because he's not Nick Foles. Because <laughs> Who's played two games this year? Well, I mean, you know, McNabb wasn't Jeff Garcia, so it's or AJ Feely. It all, it all goes, yeah. Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb, dude. Remember, I, I just we got like a half of Kevin Cobb, didn't we? I yeah, I think so. And then Mike Vick came in, and that was that was the end of the Kevin Cobb era. Was that? But uh, that's not what we're, we're talking about. The Leafs right now. We're talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're talking about Roman Chekmonic again. <laughs> no, we're Roman. talking about Dave Haxtell. We're talking about, about Dave, Dave Haxtell. Haxtell. Yeah. He's he's still there. He he he's been in Toronto now. Oh my God, he, he's in Toronto for like two months. And well, see you, Babcock. Yeah, I wonder if I, I wonder if he's gonna get like the uh, the Rick Wilson treatment and if he'll stay around for a little bit and then eventually get fired. But I. I mean, I, I think he's going to be there the whole year now, too. I, I Unless Keith, I, I don't know. Keith brought up a, one assistant. I think it was A.J. McLean or Mac. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hextel doesn't go anywhere. It's just funny that he's the only one with a job now back in 2015 when the Flyers were looking for a coach and everybody was kind of bummed they didn't get Babcock. So it'll be great in a couple of years when Dave Hextel is the assistant coach in Florida when Joel Quinville gets shake-hand. And then it's just a continuous cycle of coaches, Flyers fans wanted, instead of the guy they hired. <laughs> Ooh, that's a spicy meat of ball right there. That would be something, yeah. Uh, but I'll say this about AV. I do, I like, I like everything he's doing so far. There's not too many things I can complain about yet. And there's been, a, there were a lot of things we heard about. 
from Rangers fans about how we should not watch hockey this year and how the Rangers are going to Stanley Cup in like November and all this crazy kind of stuff. And when you look at AV now, I mean, they called up Morgan Frost and he put him on the top line. So the issues with playing the kids, I, it's not really an issue. He's kind of, he's kind of, him and Fletcher have kind of managed the roster so far the way you want to see a team managing a roster with the pulling out players from Lehigh Valley when you need them. There's not extended stretches of play where we need to see seven horrible games from the fourth line. And then Haxel's like, oh, why don't we switch the size the wingers are on? And no, he's like, no, let's bring up somebody from LA, uh, Lehigh Valley and then just go from there. So I like AV so far. Can't really complain. Maybe I've, I was not as excited to get him as I would have been Quenville, but I'm not really I'm, – I'm pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I think he's been solid so far. The ass crew has not has had as much ass as expected. Not, yeah, not as assy. Not, not as assy. Uh, Michel Therrien, not, uh, he has not alienated anybody into crying in the corner <laughs> yeah, yet. That is true, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michel Therrien's fine. Mike, Mike Yao has been fine. And speaking of Michelle Therrien real quick, they did end up uh, put Drew back on the, the left side during the power play. And then, hey, look what happened. Provorov scored. That's kind of crazy that – they must have listened. Back. They must have yeah. listened to the they podcast looked, last yeah, night because yeah. we spent what four <laughs> minutes talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we spent some time talking about it. Yeah, so and then they were like, "God, they they do have a point. We don't know what we're doing." And then they switched it up, and here we are getting some. And even on the first one when they didn't score, they, I think, I think I again trying to guess why they had Drew on the right. Connecting had a play where he had the puck, drove through the the right circle, and then found frost in the slot for a chance and i think maybe that's what they're trying to do with drew it's just we all know drew is a lot better on the left just like connect me or somebody who's right-handed do that part of the game and then just let drew create and make some shit happen at the top of the circle on the left i don't know why again there's no reason we didn't really understand why they kept going back to it and it's always nice to have different looks and everything but drew does the most damage in that spot just let him stay there just let him stay there that's all Leave Cloud alone. <laughs> Man, I, he had he was teeing off on some shots today. He didn't score on either of those slap shots, but he had two, or he was lining up for two monster shots. I think he only got off one of them. But uh, love a good Giroux slap shot. Oh, like God. there, there are two guys in this team that just have when their slap shots are on it is the best thing in the world. Claude Giroux and Shane Goss to spare. So I, I'm glad we're starting to see it warm up from from Claude. I need to see a great ghost bear slap shot goal soon. And I know, again, he struggled and everything. I want to see it so bad because when that ghost slap shot is working at maximum efficiency, it is so great. I will say, I think ghost looked fine tonight. He had, uh, he had one bad play where he made a pretty good spin move to get away from somebody, but then he also turned it and turned over in the neutral zone like three seconds later. But then other than that, I felt like he was making moves at the blue line. Doing the stuff we usually see out of him, just again, like you were saying, like no booming slap shot yet, no elite offensive plays in the offensive zone, and the defensive wards to his game are always going to be there. So, yeah, we got to start seeing a little more offense from him. But tonight, it felt like when I watched him, I felt like he was a little more settled in. When he was making the moves at the blue line, you were like, okay, this is definitely going to be a turnover. <laughs> you could tell he was, he had his timing down and he had a little more confidence with the puck tonight, I felt like. Well, shit, I don't want to see that. Oh, no. Oh, it's getting <laughs> bronze sprawled on the ice. This is bad. 
Uh, I mean, those are probably the big four everybody's bishop now, right? Voracek, JVR, Hayes, and Ghost. Yeah, absolutely, and they're I mean, also. Is there really anybody else that? Uh... Three of the three of the players they talk about trading the most. Yeah. Oh no, they definitely are. I mean, on defense, I'm trying to think of. Uh... I mean, I don't think anybody really cares about Braun. Braun's a fine third pair defenseman. And that's the thing. Braun's just fine for the most part. I mean, every now and then he might get a. Dragged around like a corpse by Connor McDavid, but again, it is Connor McDavid. Yeah, it's uh, Connor McDavid. Yeah. But for the most part, he's fine. He is way better than Andrew McDonald, that's for sure. Oh yeah, no, definitely. By the way, well, speaking of Andrew McDonald, the the Hag spin move tonight. Did you see that? that I think felt, I missed that one actually. Okay, it felt like an accident. If you go back and I think uh, I think Brad <laughs> caught it and tweeted it out from the account. I'll check that out right now. It was. It felt, it felt like, like an accident. Tweet. I mean, it did, because it, it felt like he knew the hit was coming, and he just turned, and the guy hit him the right way, and he's just like, oh, look at this. And he's just like, he had the puck on the other side of the defender. But, I mean, Hag, again, uh, and he didn't look great on the goal that Myers left his spot, and uh, I don't even see who Hag played with most of the night, but I'm usually against 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. Tonight it made sense, because it gave JVR and Voracek more chances to get out there, and I think... Honestly, I think uh, using JVR like that, that's eventually going to get him to start putting in the back of the net. He he had chances tonight. I feel like he's been getting chances. So my concern isn't if they're scoring at the moment. It's if they stop generating chances and opportunities at the same rate. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, absolutely. And while, you know, the, the Hags pin move might have been uh, one highlight of the night. I think the true highlight of the night, and my apologies for not getting the best audio on this, uh, but I don't want to be uh, get my pants sued off by Comcast Sportsnet, NBC Sports, or whatever they're calling it these days. But Bill Clement, after the Frost goal, uh, I don't know if it fully came through, but... No, I don't. Yeah. If you're not hearing it, it's basically Bill Clement after, after the Frost goal going like, Oh, just <laughs> in love, guttural noise. It's so great. It is. It was a great Clement night. Like he was definitely on with his weird comments. And I, yeah. I think Bill Clement is like a, a fine wine. He gets weirder and better every year. I don't know if wines necessarily get weirder with age, but Bill Clement gets a little weirder every year. And I absolutely love it. I like picturing like you go to a, a liquor store to pick up wine or whatever. And you're like, uh, how's this wine taste? And you're like, oh, it got really weird. It got super weird after it aged. So it's perfect. You should buy that. <laughs> I wonder if like. Uh, it just, like, you know, it tastes of like, uh, I don't know, popcorn now. <laughs> just weird enough that you still want to drink it. I, I mean, I like... try it. It's like good popcorn. It's like movie, like buttery popcorn. <laughs> but it's wine. So it probably shouldn't taste like that. But yeah, hey, things happen. Things happen. Do you okay? So you feel? Do you feel like they've used Bill Clement less this year so far? I feel think? like they've been using him a little less each year. Where I, I feel like, uh, yeah, it, they haven't been leaning on him as much, probably because he's he's super weird. I was gonna say, is it because he, also, he always makes a sex sound like every time he? Oh, I mean, it, it's gotta it, be part. Of I, I don't know. I, I think my, part of it might just be Bill Clement's schedule saying he's not like the Phillies uh, for yeah, their radio. The, the Phillies for the radio broadcast, they don't have Larry Anderson do road games anymore just because Larry Anderson doesn't want to do road games anymore. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I just, it is funny just because it feels like every game he does now, he always has one of those weird sounds. <laughs> where yeah. It's just like he's like moaning into the mic after some sweet move. And it's one of those things like, we're all feeling the same equivalent thing, but we just don't put it out in a weird, what was that sound type of way, I guess. Oh! <laughs> Ooh! Yeah, just every time. Just, mm, just okay, Bill. All right, take it easy. <laughs> there was, a, I think there was another, oh, <laughs> during, I think it was the, the winning goal, the true goal. He was like, what a delicate play! <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> What a delicate play. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah i just he always gets at least one or two high pitched just sounds after a goal each game i'm trying to think of the uh i think it was I, i'm gonna have to find it It was a goal from last year or i think i was telling it was the goal from the, the postseason where patrick scored and then did the um are you entertained thing and they show after the katori pass clement just made like a real high pitch like like mm, sound no it's just it was the weirdest thing i've ever heard on a broadcast so i'm thinking maybe in clement's defense i don't think i would be any better in oh, that I position be yeah i'd be I, like most of mine would either be like mm, or like <laughs> my god like i just wouldn't be able to contain myself and it would just not i i would never be an appropriate commentator i just feel like yeah. he just got his ass whooped like <laughs> I feel like I would just God drop. Dang. I would just immediately drop in a bunch of f bombs. I'd be like, "Oh, that was fucking dope," or like, "Oh, that was sick." Or, well, that didn't include the f word, but you get what I'm saying. I would just be. That's fine. <laughs> I can definitely see. I can see you losing mind. I feel like you'd you be the perfect guy. You believe this fucking guy over here? He thinks he's gonna fight a. He thinks he's gonna fight for Ruby. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no way. You should you should write into a NBCS Philly and be like, look, I can give you all the sex sounds you want if Bill's not working tonight. You just let me know and I'll come in and lay down some tasty tones for these just goals. Come, <laughs> just come in and do it like Awooga <laughs> Flyer score hot cha cha <laughs> Just make like weird cartoon noises. <laughs> we gotta figure out when, when Bill's on next. I mean because it's usually Keith Jones. Keith Jones, by the way, Keith Jones was cracking me up on. Um, I don't know if you watched after, or I assume nobody watched the end of the the pro, like the the post game recap or whatever on uh, NBCS Philly. But they were talking uh, about JJ and Jones. They were talking about the gold droughts of you know Hayes, Voracek, and everybody. And Jones was talking about how when he would go through it, he like he you know he wasn't a goal scorer, but he'd still go through stretches where he didn't score. And then, you know, they were up in the booth and he was like, you know, sometimes it made you feel like you wanted to jump, you know, jump off. And like he pointed, like, you know, jump off the ledge or whatever. And I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can really do that. <laughs> and then they asked him about like, uh, they asked him about how they felt about the game tonight. And then they like referenced it again. So I was like, all right, all right, Jones, you should probably calm down with this comment. <laughs> like the comment just morphs into, I literally thought about taking the elevator to the top floor of the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> And just, it was just, yeah, it was a little, it was a little aggressive for a rough night of hockey in Florida, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. That was, that was Jones. Jones, he was just speaking his truth. <laughs> uh, and then I got some notes about these games. I could run through those real quick. Oh, wow. Uh, but not. Senators loss, of course, very exciting, very uh, exhilarating. 
their uh, fourth lowest coursing four percentage in a game so far this season, uh, or a shot attempt percentage, uh, 41.43. It was also the lowest event game at five and five this season. So 48 total unblocked shot attempts between both teams at five and five is the lowest for a Flyers game this year. And then 33 combined shots at five and five, which is the lowest out of any Flyers game this year. Um, Islanders lost. They had the fourth lowest expected goals four percentage in a game this season. Uh, and the third lowest expected goals four percentage they had in a game this season came against the Islanders in the game on Long Island. So the Islanders got something figured out. They, they got something going on. Uh, I'll figure out why they're, why they're killing it, but it's not. Barry there. Trotz. That's, that's pretty much it. I'm going to find a number, though, and I'm going to point to that stat, and then we can say we have a stat for the Islanders. Because right now, I don't – I got nothing. Uh, the number – is Barry Trotz. <laughs> we'll see if I can numerize uh, Barry Trotz and find out that's a word. Uh, the What's the other one here? Oh, uh, they blew a three-goal lead this season. It was the first time they blew a three-goal lead this year. Last time they th- blew a three-goal lead was in their 7-6 to six loss in Toronto last year. Uh, where they uh, And they've also blown four multi-goal leads this year. And they've done it all in the last eight games, nine games now. Uh, the other thing I noticed in the Islanders game was during the shootout, did you hear Elliot just scream towards the net and yell, fuck, as I was again? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was dying because I watched. <laughs> they showed the replay, and then they showed Elliot just looking at the net, and he saw him like move his shoulders up and down, and all he heard was, fuck! <laughs> so <laughs> they definitely... <laughs> They uh, definitely uh, messed up there. I think Josie says something like, uh, Elliot, not a big fan of that goal. So uh, what else here, Florida? I love a good deadpan from the, the broadcast crew where they can't acknowledge the cursing, but yeah, they, they, they also do at the same time. Like, you have to be sly. You have to be clever about that. And I, I do love when they get pretty creative. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um, what else here? Loss to the Panthers was their the Flyers' fourth loss this season by three goals or more. Uh, I also mentioned Phil Myers in his undisciplined cross-checking minor from earlier. Uh, he did it against Jonathan Huberdeau. Wanted to mention Jonathan Huberdeau because on the forecast, I mentioned he had 69 points in 2017-18. And Steve, neither you or I noticed that we said 69. So I just wanted to circle back and let us both say nice to Jonathan Huberdeau's point total from two seasons ago. Steve? Nice. Okay, there we go. Uh, and then for tonight's game, uh, I mean, that's uh, – Katoria played in a 600 NHL game, according to Alex Appleyard. I think he said he was the 21st flyer to hit that mark. And then Bill Messer said he was the youngest flyer to play in his 600th uh, NHL game. So I want to give those guys credit because I, I did not look those up. It was uh, Alex Appleyard and Melter. Please go follow them. It's not Craig Forsyth. It's very important note. Not, <laughs> not me. Just taking other people's stuff. And I already mentioned the Drew four-point game. So uh, if, I'll say this: if Drew keeps getting four-point games, feeling pretty good about the offense going forward. Tonight, the offense did look good. Uh, I mean, the start was horrendous, and Elliott looked like shit the start. But after the first ten minutes, uh. The numbers, you know, they, they weren't throwing a lot of pucks towards the Hurricanes net, but they were spending a lot of time in their zone. They are doing a lot of cycling and getting shots towards, uh, I mean, shot attempts are not great high-danger chances. So their expected goals number wasn't too high, but they spent a lot of time in the offensive zone. So they looked better tonight to me in some parts of the game than they have over the last couple contests. Obviously, it helps when you win, but... um. I, I it don't helps when you win. 
Yeah. <laughs> it helps when you win is a, a great Bob Seger song. <laughs> I I mean, I can't wait until they make the uh, the goal song like a rock. No, actually, no. Well, I mean, we know that they need to change the goal song, too. Well, it's whoop. There it is. But and they keep making references to it. And Kevin Hayes was singing it in the locker or in the the hallway this year or this uh, week at the Wells Fargo Center. If just... Kevin Hayes, if seven, seven and seven Hayes thinks it's good enough, then of course it's good enough. Of course it. And then the sign guy had coots. There it is. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's all the writing's on the wall. The writing's on happen. the wall. They We're they played it. it they played at the Wells Fargo Center when I went to the Caps game, and it was not after a goal, and I was very upset. Fuming <laughs> steam was pouring out of my ears. I heard they played Young Jock tonight in Carolina. Do you remember Young Jock? Do you know no. who Young Jock is? No. Okay. He was a shitty rapper from like 15 years ago who had two two songs. And they they just played they like just played him out, out of the blue in 2019. I, His I most know. famous song, of course, being "Like a Jock." <laughs> uh, I think his big song was "About to Go Down," and then the other one was uh, "Dope Boy Magic." Those were his two big songs, I think. Sure. Yeah, you can find it, Young Jock. That they're playing that at NHL arenas still. Uh, those are my facts that I had, uh, and then we have some Rubsoft news, real quick. Uh, and Ooh, is he is he the germ or is he Ruby this week? I don't want to call him Ruby for going through an injury. I don't know. I'm gonna say he. Uh, I, I didn't know that was the news. I yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was gonna. It's a. It's. A, I don't, I'm gonna say he's breaking even here because uh, according to a uh, Slam and Samuel, uh, Rubsoff is out for at least a couple weeks after he hurt his surgically repaired shoulder from last season. Uh, in the Phantoms, three to two win over the Charlotte Checkers on Wednesday, and he's yeah, like I said, going to be out several weeks. Uh, so far this season, the AHL, he has six points with one goal and 22 shots and five assists in 14 games. He also has one shot on goal and is minus one in three NHL games so far. Uh, talking about the Phantoms overall, I haven't given a, a quick rant, Phantoms uh, rundown in a while, so I was going to do that real quick. Uh, six in the Athletic. Division, 7 5 and 5 record. They won on Wednesday to snap a four game losing streak, and then they'll play the Checkers again. Same location uh, tomorrow, Friday night. Uh, Lehigh Valley also going through a couple other injuries. So, Tworinski is now day to day with a foot injury. Uh, Connor Bunneman is still out two or three more weeks with an ankle injury, and then Radcliffe will miss two more weeks with a leg injury. That is all via Slam and Sammy. So, there's your uh, German Rubsoff AHL update, real quick. No, let's squeeze that in there. And then the... We can call it a germ update. I'm okay with that. We'll call it a germ update. Yeah, I but, mean... You know, but to commemorate it instead of, you know, the germ of Ruby, we're instead going to go... Yeah, it's a like a, a very a downer, deflated germ. It's like when, when Fox does... For their football broadcast, uh, they have the normal Fox theme, but somebody gets hurt, and they have a piano, classical, slow version <laughs> of it. <laughs> It's the injury music. I am obsessed with the the injury music, where it's like the NHL needs the sad injury music for commercial breaks. Yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah, we know this guy uh, is laying on the ice unconscious, but we got to show these Jagermeister commercials and get that money, baby. So we'll be right back. We'll see if this guy's still alive. Yeah, shot, I, I do. Shot, I, shot, I, shot, shot, shot. But it's a slow version of shots, where it's like shot, 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 shot. <laughs> Yeah, this is good. Uh, so I'll I'll write that in. 
you do the whole making sure the flyer shoes won't there it is i'll start writing to uh nbc sports about using sad music or green day should make a sad version of their song and then they play that on the outro boulevard of broken bones good night and good hockey <laughs> wake me up when this concussion ends no that would be oh no oh no a little too far maybe we can go i don't know no i think it's just far enough for us <laughs> maybe not not great but terrible funny yeah. but terrible like we're, we're bad people for saying this no that was definitely yeah i mean that was more a that was a joke based off the opportunity of this is really green day's fault if you think about it like if they didn't have up, when did anybody wake him up by the way oh no they probably woke him up to do the promo yeah that's right it was on holiday <laughs> this whole this whole bit is dookie <laughs> Not a good one? Not a fan? Okay. Uh, I'm going to be an insomniac after we finish recording this. Okay, right. <laughs> you want to talk about why the Penguins suck? I would love to talk about why the Penguins suck. I don't have a good reason this week. My reason was they traded Joseph Cramarosa to the Blackhawks for Graham Knott. I just wanted to point out that uh, Joseph Cramarosa is, uh, he's got 10 points in 59 career NHL games. Hasn't played since 2016-17. Uh, I just want to see him back in the NHL because Cramarosa is a great name. It's it's just a waste of a good name on a mediocre hockey player. Cramarosa. Is his name Joseph Cramarosa? I, I, be, I believe so, or I've been that, lied to many definitely, years. That sounds like a kid that you got into like a fight with at grade school where you're like, you're like listen, it wasn't my fault. It was Joseph Cramarosa's fault. Yeah. yeah, he does have a good bully last name. It definitely it's a it's a name that would stick with you. Yeah, I, or somebody I, who gets you into trouble. Like that Joseph Cramarosa. So and good. I, I do want to say, I just want to jump out in front of it. I think it's Joseph Cramarosa, unless somebody did a Berenstein Bears thing with it, with Joseph Cramarosa for the last couple of years. So maybe it's not, but I, I think it is Joseph Cramarosa. You know that whole Berenstein Bears like traveling time theory. Have you heard that? Do you what, know is what, what is this? What is this? It's apparently you near know the Berenstein Bears. I, I'm aware of the Bernstein Bears. Yes, okay, apparently there was like a whole. I remember. I remember Kurt was going on about one day too, and I've heard it for so oh, else. I, I, you know how often I actually have time for that slack. Like <laughs> there will be days, occasionally a day or two, where I have time for the BSH slack, and I can sit in there and and revel in the nonsense and and try to keep up. <laughs> it is impossible to keep up because there are about a billion inside jokes at this point. But like, happy birthday, Maddie. But. <laughs> But I, I missed this one. Okay, so the whole thing was like every apparently everybody had been calling him the wrong name, and then everybody came. Somebody came with the theory that there's a time traveler that went back and added an end to their name, and it's just fucking with everybody, and it's an insane thing. But is a it, it's a theory that is out there because I knew about it before. I think, and again, I think it was Kurt or somebody threw it out there. Uh, you know what? I, upon further review, I've. I've heard of this. I just yes. kind of forgot about it, but because it's it's also one of those things where I was like, where? When did that happen? There's no fucking With the way. Voice like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but it's but also that like is... the the genie movie with with Sinbad in it that everybody remembers. Like, there's got to be a time traveler that placed that memory in our collective, like <laughs> the collective population's memory. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so. um but yeah, so unless that's going on with Joseph Cremarosa, a uh, fringe NHL player, I believe that is his name. I'm really excited to wake up and then they're like, yeah, his name's Steve Cremarosa. 
but uh, that's oh, it. The Graham's going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah, Graham not second round pick a couple years ago, uh, 2015. Yeah, no NHL games yet. 22 points in 126 AHL games, and then nine points in 13 ECHL games. So uh, both players pretty underwhelming. But that's uh, get a little glimpse in the Stan Bowman's drafting since they won some cups too, as that I believe was their first pick after the 2015 Cup, and he is now in the EA. ECHL. He's not in the EASHL. Just the ECHL. He's in the EANHL, so he's just a, a video game player now. I mean, he's got the same value, it seems like, on the ice, but uh, you want me to do around the league? Get this puppy going? Let's go around the league. Around the league. All right. Uh, Troy Brower signs a one year deal with St. Louis for 750K. The disorderly conduct charge against Austin Matthews has been dismissed from his event back in. I think the actual event was back in May, but whenever he, the story we talked about back in August. Uh, yeah, yeah, when he, you know, just terrorized people. Yeah, he was just having fun. That's, you know. Listen, uh, he just had yeah. a few brewskis, and he, you know, boys will be boys. Yeah, that's definitely an acceptable excuse. Uh, Peyton Krebs has signed uh, his ELC with the Vegas Golden Knights. He was taken 17th overall in 2019. Tage Thompson is out three to five weeks with a shoulder injury. Kyle Ocposo is out indefinitely with his fourth concussion since 2016. That sucks, because I remember when Ocposo used to be pretty good, and at one point in time I wanted him to be on the Flyers, and it looks like his career is just kind of taking a downward turn because of his injuries, which does suck, and hoping the best for him. Um, Sam Bennett is out week to week with a terrible case of UBI. Eric Hall is out indefinitely with a knee injury. Jonathan Drewin is out two months following wrist surgery, and Paul Byron is also out for the Canadians. He's out four weeks following knee surgery. Bobby Ryan is on leave to enter NHL's player assistance program. I don't believe it's come out what he's going through, but I believe he left practice on Monday to go. Uh, Sammy Blay is out at least 10 weeks following wrist surgery as well. Uh, Garnet Hathaway suspended three games for spitting on Eric Branson. Did you watch that video yet? Did you see it? I didn't see it, but we were discussing yeah, we were it last night it. with Bill. And, well, I, I don't know if that made it on the show. We were we were talking. No, about that was it. beforehand. But we were talking. About, yeah, Bill was pointing out that Hathaway got three games, and then Brad Marchand got zero games for licking a player. One game. Like, neither of them are a, a good way to get saliva great. on you. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, yeah. <laughs> neither neither one neither way is a good way to get another human saliva on you. I mean, we all know the best ways, but these are not the good ways to do it. These aren't, these aren't the good ways, but I feel like forcibly licking someone is a little worse than spitting on someone. They're both very disrespectful. No, they're both very disrespectful. Yeah. But like spitting on somebody is like, there's no breaking it down. They're both fucking gross. I was going to say like gross. They're both things you shouldn't do. They're bad. Just bad. Uh, Corey Schneider was waived earlier this week. And then also to point out that Bill Horvat was named the captain of the Canucks back in September. So that trade's looking pretty good for Vancouver. Uh, both Jeff Carter and Corey Perry played in their 1,000th NHL game this week. And we're still waiting on Jeff Carter to hit the net once. Uh, Steven Stamkos became the 98th player in NHL history to score 400 goals or more. Uh, the NHL will exper- experiment with puck and player tracking at the 2020 Honda All-Star game. And the system should be ready for the playoffs that i'm interested in i'm gonna look more into that maybe talk about that later on uh and then the league renamed the gm of the year award to the jim gregory gm of the year award uh in honor of the 
former Maple Leafs and league executive who passed away earlier this year. And, That's nice. Uh, yeah. No, it's, yeah, I mean. Also I, I nice. Also nice how you stuck that Jeff Carter joke in there. Yeah, I got it in there real quick. Yeah. But uh, I think he's kind of, obviously his career is kind of winding down. And I've never, I didn't have any problems with Jeff Carter. I like Jeff Carter a lot. Because, oh, you know, yeah. no, I, I thought he was a great player here. You know, I, I still find it hilarious how he screwed over the Blue Jackets after that trade <laughs> by just outing. Like, I'm not playing near a beach. Boo-hoo. Yeah. I can see Jeff Carter. I mean, he apparently he was a pretty big dick off the ice. I think Mike Richards seemed fine. Uh, I, like, I I saw Mike Richards a little bit off the ice. But, like, Jeff Carter, I've had one of my buddies went to a trial on the aisle and got a pick with him, like, after the training one time. And he just, like, just had no – like, he just didn't say anything to my friend. <laughs> he was like, can I get a pick? And he was, like, stared at him and then just didn't move his face during the picture. <laughs> so he, uh, he kind of seemed like a dick bag, but that kind of makes sense. I know, bro. I know. You th- we're going to see him on Saturday, aren't we? He's actually going to fucking play. I'm excited. I mean, he's the last time Flyers had heart was Zach Ronaldo. I just, it's just fascinating. It, in 2015, it was too much for the Flyers. And this is four years later, and this dude is still finding work. Like, how? Craig, how? Mike Richards isn't in the National Hockey League, but Zach Ronaldo Zach, is. Oh, think about God. this. Oh, no, I don't want to think about that. Think oh, about weird. it. No, no, you think about it. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not doing that. Think about it. Just think about it, man. And there was Mike Richards never playing in the league again. That's my, that's good, right? I mean, that's a good Morgan Freeman. I'll take that. <laughs> sure. Just wrap it up. Just close it down. <laughs> we didn't get, we didn't even get a, uh, we didn't even get like a nice fight to break down tonight either. There's no Miles Garrett assault on the field, so no, no, no fights in this Texans Colts game tonight, unfortunately. Yeah, just right. No, no assaults with helmets. <laughs> they got replayed about like 2,600 times. Yeah, I, seriously, like I just love how everybody's like, "Oh man, that's crazy. He could have died," and they're like, "All right, here's the video clip 10 million times, just so everybody over, sees this what, near execution on the field." Over and over and over. <laughs> Just insane. Just insane. Well, you know, that's all we got. Sorry, we're not going uh, 16 hours tonight, but uh, we, we have done two other podcasts this week. So, you know, lots of tangy tent for y'all. And on that note, we do recommend that you check out all of the great podcasts that we are offering on Broad Street Hockey right now. We got Fly Purbly, as you obviously know, because you've listened to an hour plus of this. We've got... BSH Radio, of course. The BSH Brief, Kelly Hinkle, wrapping up your Flyers week. we got Flyers forecast, Craig and Steve, <clears throat> breaking down your Flyers week. Tangy Tent. Hashtag Tangy Tent. And you, of course, cannot forget Bill's post games. You cannot. Or Kelly's checking out the competition. All this great content we are pumping out for you guys. So uh, thank you for listening. Please continue to do so and check out all of our great podcast offerings. So... If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, and this hopefully next week I will have two articles that are not the line by line. There are a couple of things I want to write about. I just want to make sure nobody else at the site is working on them for the next couple of days. So uh, hopefully we'll have two articles out next week. We shall see. And then, of course, the forecast, fly purpley, yada, yada, yada.
yada, 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 yada. All that good stuff. You can find me at Flyperbly or at Esteban, but again, make it Flyperbly. Follow VSH Radio. Like, uh, follow Broad Street Hockey. I am getting tired. I'm running out of gas. <laughs> like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook. And be sure to subscribe, rate, all of that good stuff. And one last thing I wanted to mention, Festivus was announced December 21st. Flyers are playing the Senders. And uh, the whole gang should be there, as far as I know. I believe everyone's going to be there, yeah. I believe everybody's going to be there, but it should be a great time. It's over at the Field House, which is right by Jefferson Station for any of you suburbanites who want to get in and out of the city. If that's not your thing, it's right there. Right there. There's no excuse. Right there, yeah. No excuse. No excuse at all. So we're going to see you there, and it's going to be a great time. Airing of grievances going to happen. I think I'm going to make that happen again. It was a good time uh, recording those last year. So that (laughs) is all we got. That's all we have. Thank you again for listening. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Morgan Frost. Hello everybody, this is Fly Herbaly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Flop over me, flop over me, flop over me.